All right, folks. A new season is not too far away, the 2022 NFL season. This is a Eagles preseason special. As we look at the 2022 Philadelphia Eagles roster, is it good enough to go very far? Is it good enough to win it all? I mean, we'll let you know here in about less than 60 minutes. Matt and I will get to all the great topics, all the good storylines and stuff. This is not our first show of the season. That will be the NFL preview show with Matt and Kwame and I live. We all, all three of us will be sitting around live in a roundtable discussion on August 26th. So this is just a preview of the Eagles preseason and what we expect from this roster in 2022. Obviously, when we get to the NFL preview, then that's all the other teams and stuff. But obviously, as we get ready, all the all 32 teams are now in training camp. This Thursday, will the first meaning well, it's not meaningful game. It's the Hall of Fame game, the annual opener of the preseason, the Hall of Fame game. But obviously, a lot to discuss here as we get ready for a new season, an interesting season, a critical season for your Philadelphia Eagles. So. Your thoughts before we look at this roster? Yeah, well, um, you know, when we last talked, we did it. Last time we talked was right after the. Actually, no, it was the schedule came out. But um, right after the draft, you know, like we did a post draft call, and um, I, I told you back then, if the Eagles would go out and sign um, Bradbury and bring in another safety, I thought this team had a lot of similarities to the 2017 team. I'm not predicting a Super Bowl, but, you know, I thought they had a lot of similarities if they could just shore up those two spots. They went out. Since then, they went out. They did get Bradbury, and to a lesser extent, they got Jaquiski Tart at safety, who, you know, he's not a great player, but he's been a starter in the NFL for years, so at least he's a guy that can play. So, um yeah, I mean, I, I like this team, and I like the energy around this team. Even the energy around the team has, to me, reminds me a lot of 2017, and there's a lot of similarities. So when we talk today, you know, you know we'll look over the roster. Um, I have some over-under on both on both player and team stats. I'm going to give you some numbers, see if you want like the over or the under on them. And, um, and I actually have the roster for the 2017 team, too. I mean, if we have time, we can do a quick comparison of the positions and see how this team actually does compare to that team. Well, looking at this roster, it's it's very very talented. It, it's a very, it's obviously even even much more talented than than last season, and that team went to the playoffs. So, I mean, it's a lot to think about. I mean, most of these most of these positions are basically filled. <clears throat> we get into preseason. The sad thing about preseason now, it's only three games, and there really is no more dress rehearsal game. But obviously, you know, there's going to be at least one of the games that we have to see what this team's really capable of doing, at least for a quarter or two, to at least give us give the fans what they to expect come week one when they go to Detroit and start it for real. But, I mean, just looking at this roster, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pieces here. Like I said, when I look at this defense, I mean, 
I can't see a weakness on it. And that's very that's a scary thought. I don't see much of a weakness. I mean, yeah, safety could be, you know, safety can be a little better, but I've heard good things about what Marcus Epps has done and he didn't do too bad last year. Obviously, corner is 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 complete cuz Jane Bradbury is the is is obviously a, a, an absolute to be even even over Darius Slay, a full cover corner, you know, a full complete corner that we that even Steven Nelson wasn't last year. I mean, I don't even miss Steven Nelson when you when we signed Bradbury. But obviously that defense is going to be tough. It's going to be tough for teams to deal with. And as we get into the season and get you know, when we gets down towards the end, especially towards the end when we get down to the December and these games, how physical and how cold you know, I'm sure it'll be cold outside. It's not cold now, obviously, it's July. But we get down to it. That's when defenses have to show their strength. And I think this defense that Jonathan Gannon will will be call, calling and putting and others put together, you know, like I said, the Kobe Dean obviously is the biggest seal of this draft to me, you know, because we haven't had a linebacker of his caliber in a long, long time. And it's it's obvious that, you know, I I can right now even say this. I think he wins Rookie of the Year, but we we'll, we'll get to all that when we get to that to the to the you know awards preview show. But I just think that this roster is capable of any of competing with any of the rosters in this league, and you know we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously we're going to just dissect every every position, even though I've already mentioned a few, but we'll see what happens here. So. Yeah, I, I I I have a lot of expectations, but comparing them to 2017, as you as you mentioned, it's going to be tough because, you know, when we entered 2017, we and we didn't have this show at the time, but we were still talking on the phone about it. I felt like that team was capable of making the playoffs and even winning a playoff game, but I didn't think they were a Super Bowl team. And then they just surprised everybody. They surprised everybody how good they really were and how well coached. But it wasn't. It's but to me, it wasn't more talent more than they were very well coached. That 2017 team was a very well coached team, and that's why they won it all because of how good they were coached. To me, it, 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 I mean, I'm saying talent always outweighs coaching, but the coaching on on the 2017 Eagles was great, and and the 2022 may have to be the same if this team has expectations of going there to to Glendale, Arizona in February. Yeah, well, I mean, one thing with uh, the 2017 team, I mean, we, we now have the benefit of hindsight, you know, going into that season, coaching, that was a major question mark, way, way more of a question mark than it is right now. Um, Peterson was on the hot seat. A lot of people thought he was going to get canned by the midway point of the season and sports was going to take over, um, you know, so. It was, it was a question mark on, on the coaching back then. And, you know, Frank Reich, is proven to be a really good offensive head coach or offensive coach, but even back then he hadn't really separated himself. You know, he was the head off the, the offensive coordinator for the Chargers, and he wasn't great. He was okay. He wasn't great, and you know, his first year with the Eagles was Wentz's rookie year, and that offense wasn't good. But Wentz did play really well, considering. But um, you know, he wasn't some great coach. The only the only proven guy on that coaching staff was Jim Schwartz. Has, had proven to be a really good defensive coordinator. So, um, you look at this coaching staff. It, I think it's um, the head coach is pretty similar. You know, you got a guy in Sirianni going into year two that the fans 
were very unhappy with when he was when the Eagles signed him to be the head coach. Um, but you know, he had he did a much better job his rookie his rookie season than Doug Peterson did, and Doug Peterson didn't really do a bad job his rookie season. The Eagles won seven games that year, and they weren't a good team. But come the season four, so um, you know, I think uh, I think Sirianni has has the same type of potential as Peterson, if not more. Um, I think the big question mark comparing the two staffs is uh, defensive coordinator because Gannon didn't do a great job last year. I mean, we hear about how smart he is and all this stuff, and you know, he didn't show us a whole lot as a defensive coordinator last year. But now he's got the talent, so now there's no excuse. So we'll see what he does. But then you look at the, some other comparisons, you know, um, between those two teams. That in 2017 we had Wentz. He was a question mark going into the season. I mean. He was going into his second season, second year as a starter. Um, yeah, it hurts now going into his, his third season, but it's his, his second year as a starter. Um, both guys, you, you, for the, them, the Eagles to make a run, they need both those two guys need to step up. You know, Wentz obviously did. We'll see about Hurts. And then the backup quarterbacks are a little bit similar too. You know, in 2017 we had Nick Foles. Now we got Gardner Minshew. I think they're kind of similar in types of players, man. Um, they both have that sort of energy that draws fans to like them, you know. Like uh, Nick Foles had the twenty-seven and two season, and the uh, BDN, you know, all that stuff. And you know, you got Minshew with the Minshew mania and the, and the stash, you know. So these are similar teams. Both have great offensive and defensive lines. I think this year's defensive line is ridiculous, and we already know the offensive line is the best in the NFL. So. Um, both teams, you know, they went out that offseason, brought in a big-time wide receiver, 2017 Alshon Jeffrey, this year A.J. Brown. Um, and like you said, man, you, you go to the defensive side of the ball, this, uh, this safety position does have a big hole. I mean, we don't have a Malcolm Jenkins back there, let's face it. But compared to that 2017 team, this uh, cornerback position this year is, is loaded. I mean... Darius Slay, James Bradbury, Avante Maddox, and then Zach McPherson has some potential backing them up as the fourth guy. And then they got a number of guys behind him that have that can at least play. So, I mean, this is this is the best trio. This could be the best uh, trio of cornerbacks in the NFL with uh, Slay, Bradbury, and Maddox. So, you know, this team's got something. Yeah, I mean... You know, yeah, Sirianni already has a head start over Dougie P because, you know, you know, in 2016 the Eagles only won seven games. They got off to a three and zero start, and then they only won four games after that. But obviously, they obviously turned around the next year. We all know. But this team won nine games last year, and they weren't expected to be anywhere close to that. They were supposed to be a very bad team. The first eight games, they weren't even favored to win any of their games. And then obviously they were really, really good on the road because their schedule was very easy that the road games were were, were not were very were easy to do. I can tell you last year they were easy and predictable compared to being at home where that was where the harder games were, playing at home against contenders. When you look at this year, I mean, I said there's a lot of question marks, but then again, you look at, at – and Hurts, there's still a lot more question marks than Wentz. Because at the end of 2016, we kind of knew Carson Wentz was going to have a great year. He started coming into his own 
And 2017, he obviously, take away the injury, was the MVP. I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts will be taking that leap, but he has to take a leap this year. And A.J. Brown's going to be very, very responsible for that, for, for Jalen Hurts' development. Because if he... Because if they don't do because if they don't do well, there's going to be question marks about it. Because basically, at the end of this season, we're going to know a lot more about Jalen Hurts than we did in 2021. Because if he doesn't perform and he doesn't improve, then obviously the 2023 NFL draft will be looking for a new quarterback, or he'll be looking for a new competition. But obviously, AJ Brown and and this has been the trend going around because we saw what happened with Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. It wasn't just that Jamar Chase was this great receiver and all that. He was, but he had great chemistry already from college at LSU with Joe Burrow that resonated into the NFL, and it worked out that they ended up going to the Super Bowl and nearly winning it. When you look at when you look at Devontae Adams, yeah, he ha- he's already a proven wide receiver, potential Hall of Famer in the, in the future, but obviously, you know, he, he his relationship with... Um, Derek Carr is is more than just than just quarterback wide receiver. They are they are a brother. They have a brother. You know they have a brothership like deal, which he didn't have with Aaron Rodgers, and that's why he went to to Las Vegas. When you look at AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts, they're very close. They're very close, and that and that chemistry should work this year. And we'll see if it w- does work, because like I said, I mean this offense has to. You know they have to be. Like I said, the old line's already at the top. It's already the it's it's not one of the best old line. It's the best old line. There's no doubt in my mind. But the receivers, everybody has to play their role. I mean, you know, Devontae Smith is that great receiver. He he has all the tools. But last year he played in an island because he didn't have because the drop off was very very deep, and that's why he struggled compared to the numbers he should have put up. But now you have an A.J. Brown, already proven, pro bowler, all, um, virt- virtual all-pro, and that obviously should help this offense even more. And that should make Devontae Smith one of the elite receivers in year two. But obviously the running game is already there. We were the best rushing team in the NFL last year with Booby Miles, but what I've read already is Kenny Gainwell has gotten himself impressed and he's going to obviously have a bigger role in this offense than he did a year ago than he did a year ago because you don't have Jordan Matthews anymore so obviously you know there's going to you know there's going to be a lot more of an opportunity for him to to get to get more carries this year it's still Booby Miles is running offense but I expect Kenny Gamewell to have a little more of a say in this offense. Was it Jordan Matthews or what? What, what was that guy that was twenty four oh. last year? I think I got his name wrong. Who? Who was number twenty four that ran the ball last year? Running back from last year. Oh, Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard. Because I said Jordan Matthews. I called oh, yeah. Jordan Howard. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Well, he was also on this on this team as well a couple years ago, but I'm talking about 2020 last year because we're you know, but we'll see what happens this year. I mean, you know, this offense has the potential to be elite if if it's not already, but obviously it's critical for for Jalen Hurts because unlike Wentz in year two, I mean, yeah, this is Jalen Hurts' third season, but this is his second full time as a starter. 
he has to take a leap forward. He has to be a guy that at least throws for over 3,500 yards, 25 touchdowns, and hopefully less than 10 interceptions. If he does, if he does those things, you know, you know, if he does those things, then obviously he then, then he'll get a long term deal that he deserve that he deserves and desires. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the key obviously to this season, just like in twenty seventeen, is how well the how much the quarterback develops. Um, and we'll see. We'll see. Like you said, there's there is a lot of chemistry there with um, AJ Brown. But then there's also a lot of chemistry with the, uh, Devontae Smith. You know, these two guys played together in college. So it's, it's nice to have that little trio that, you know, they, they should be pretty close. I don't, know, I don't know the relationship of if there even is one between A.J. Brown and Did A.J. Brown play at Alabama? What's that? Did, that? did A.J. Brown play in Alabama? I don't remember him in Alabama. No, no, he went to Ole Miss. Was, well, yeah, SEC. He he's an back. SEC quarterback, though, yeah. So they they're yeah, they're fond yeah, of each other. They know of each other. Those guys have relationships with the quarterback right off the bat, so that's something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, even you know, one thing too about 2017. I know you said a lot of people didn't have a lot of hope that season, but yeah, you know, I don't know if you remember, but when we did our little uh, pick picks for the for the season, I, I predicted the Eagles to win the division and make the NFC Championship game that year. I didn't predict them to win the Super Bowl. But, you know, I said, once you get to that point, it's a one-game situation. Anything can happen. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, we'll do our preview again this year, but I'm predicting an NFC Championship game appearance for the Eagles in a divisional and winning the division. So I'm predicting a lot of similarities. I also predicted that year that the Eagles' defense was going to be top seven, which it was. It was actually top five. This year I'm also predicting it's going to be top seven and possibly top five. So, you know, I think uh, – there's something, something going on. I, I like the way this team's built right now. It's just a matter of how, how good Jalen Hurts can be. But um, outside of him, I think this roster is as good as any other team in the league. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, it's going to be interesting because when I look at the Eagles right now, there's two questions. One, can they win their division? Obviously, that the Dallas Cowboys have been they've been the top two teams in this division for the for the last several years. You take away twenty twenty, that was a pandemic year, doesn't count. But basically since twenty seventeen, they've been the top two teams in this division each and every year. Obviously they rotate who's won, but you look at, at the Eagles this year, they have to find a way to beat Dallas because that's that's who's in their way. And Unfortunately, you look at the quarterbacks, most people, when they look at the NFC East, yeah, the Eagles might have the better roster, but they don't think they have the better quarterback. They still look at Dak Prescott ahead of Jalen Hurts, and obviously so because he's a veteran. He's entering his seventh season. He's coming off a great year last year. You know, he obviously broke Cowboys records and stuff. So it's obvious that he's he's a proven quarterback in this league, and he's had a lot of success against us, unfortunately. And, you know, but then you look at where I put the Eagles right now. If I look at at the at, at the Eagles in overall out of the 16 NFC teams, I put them at number four. I, I still have. Unfortunately, I still have Tampa Bay ahead of them because of time of the GOAT, Tom Brady. I still have Green Bay ahead of them because of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you know, yeah, they may not have as much. They may not have as much offensive power as they did 
a year ago, but they're still they still got the one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and uh, a four time and two time consecutive MVP. And then there's the defending Super Bowl champion Rams themselves, which we won't see this year unless we play them in the postseason. Now, if you're predicting an NFC Championship game, then obviously that would be a team that would stand in their way would be the defending champs, the Rams. And obviously, we'll see what happens. We're playing Green Bay this year. We're not playing Tampa Bay in the regular season. So, like I said, there's really the two teams that the Eagles have to maneuver if they want if they want to to be successful to win this division and obviously win this conference is obviously Green Bay and obviously the Cowboys. Obviously, to to the point where if I think that they're better than those teams and they can contend, then we'll see. But you know they're going to have to go through a little bit of a of a of notion to think if they're a team that can actually be playing on Championship Sunday at the end of January, rather hosting it or playing in like L.A. or somewhere. So, I mean, I still think that this team is capable of winning winning the NFC. I really do think they have all the tools. It's just can they put the tools together when it matters? And you know, there's a lot of expectations and a lot. Of and a lot of people think there's a lot. A lot of people think, you know, a lot. You know, Peter King's been very high on the Eagles in this off season, and a few others. But there, there's those detractors that think that, you know, still a lot to learn. Like, and they're and they're and they're true and they're right about Jalen Hurts. You know, can he be that quarterback that can throw? Can throw because really he has to. He has to be the guy that throws for at least three thousand thirty five hundred yards this year. Because if he doesn't. I can't see the Eagles going too far. They can't just rely on their running game like a year ago. You know, the running game's going to still be there, you know, but that's also on Sirianni because to be Sirianni as good a coach as he as he as he could be, remember he was a product of their schedule and their and their and their offensive setup. We don't know how good a coach he really is. Like I said Dougie P was a lesser coach. He did win a championship, but we don't know much about Sirianni. We don't know his strengths and his weaknesses to a degree. He, he's still he's still more of a mystery than you would think. Even though last year we were very we were very successful in making the playoffs and obviously having a solid offensive situation, but there's still a lot to for for him to to learn. And a lot of people ain't putting him in their top. Well, definitely not in their top ten coaches. Not even in their top fifteen. So he's got a lot to still put together and then and then like I said I mean we'll we'll see what Jonathan Gannon can do with this defense because you know he still has a lot to learn as a defensive coordinator but like I said his job will be a lot easier because he's got he's got the weapons he needs to contend uh, and and obviously the, we'll, we'll, we're going to have a great pass defense I already know that we're going to be good against the run you know, I'm not saying this is the 91. It's not the 91 Eagles defense, but they could be like the 2002 Eagles defense. You know, and that was a very good defense. And obviously, we'll see what could could come out of it. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, this team, though, man. Um, basically, yeah, it's it, it, it's all about Hurts. It's all going to be about Hurts. I think uh, I think the coaching staff's going to be good. I think Gannon's going to be better um i think the defense is going to be good i mean really this whole team is 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 set up pretty well overall so um 
it, it's all how how good is Hurts going to be? How how good can he be? Can he be as good as this, let's say Dak Prescott passing the ball? If he can be that good, this is going to be a, this is a Super Bowl team. And by the way, um, I don't think Dak is this great quarterback. You know, I mean, he puts up big numbers, but I think that's more a product of the system and the talent that he has around him. He's not this great quarterback, and that's why he's one and three in the playoffs. Okay. Um, this year, I think the Cowboys, I'm not scared of them. They're, they're, they're going to take a major step back. They've lost a lot of key players. They don't have this great receiving staff that they once had. They don't have a great offensive line that they once had. Um, it's, it's going to be all about Dak. I mean, they do have C.D. Lamb, and he's going to, I think he's going to have a huge year. But I think that offense comes back down to earth and is just uh, good, not great. Um, I'm not scared of the Packers, you know. Aaron Rodgers is there, okay? Yeah, he's he's great. He's an all timer. I just don't I don't think that team is going to be that great this year. I think it'll be it'll be a playoff team. It's in the wor- uh, possibly the worst division in football, or one of the worst divisions in football. Um, but yeah, I'm just not scared of that offense at all. And their defense is solid, but I'm not scared of their D. Um, the only three teams that I would be scared of at all in the NFC are the the Bucks and the, the Rams, and even the Rams, you know, they're coming off the Super Bowl victory. Typically, most of these, these teams tend to have the Super Bowl hangover the next year. We saw it with the Eagles in 2018 after they won. You know, they made the playoffs barely, but they weren't good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe the Rams, maybe they have a bad season. Maybe they barely sneak in the playoffs or don't make it at all. Maybe, uh, who knows with the Bucks. You know, maybe Tom Brady actually gets injured or something. The guy's 45 years old. He's he's got to break down at some point. If that happens, then all bets are off. You know, the Cardinals. Let's just face it, man. Um, Cliff Kingsbury isn't an NFL head coach that's going to win a Super Bowl, and Kyler Murray isn't the type of guy that wants it. He got this. He just got this huge extension, and I mean, they just took it out because of all the media that's surrounding it, but they had that clause in his contract that he actually has to study game film. Because he even said in the past that he doesn't study game film. <laughs> yeah, if he doesn't want it. He's not a guy that wants it, and he's not going to win a Super Bowl, man. I'm sorry. So, yeah, you look at the, the, the landscape of this NFC, it's there for the taking, man. It's there for the taking. The Saints are a good overall team, but Jameis Winston isn't going to win a Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Niners are there, but Trey Lance, if he if he ends up starting, you're talking about a young quarterback just starting out. I mean, is there, is he gonna you right off the bat take them to the Super Bowl? I don't know about that. I don't think so. So it's there, man. The Eagles have a shot. Yeah, yeah, and you bring it up, Arizona. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not afraid of Arizona. Like I said, that was the only team that if the Eagles played in the postseason, they would have beaten. And like I said, Kyler Murray is a talented quarterback. There's no doubt in my mind, but there's a lot of flaws. And this team has obviously struggled in the second half the last two years. And Cliff Kingsbury, you're right, is not he's not a, a, a coach that can adjust properly. He's not a good adjuster. And obviously, there's if you're telling me he has to be Peyton Manning and be and be on film all the time, you're you know that's a problem. That's a that's a major problem. And that that could cause some issues as the season goes on because they could get off to another fast start like they did a year ago, but if they've fallen off 
like they did the last two years, and that just tells you where that where that relationship is going. I I, I absolutely agree with you about San Francisco. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is no special quarterback, but at least they can win with him. We don't know a lot about Trey Lance. Trey Lance is a is you know now they're going to go full forward. Even if Garoppolo is on this roster come Labor Day, they're going to go forward with this young man, and we've seen the kid play. And he he it's gonna you're they're gonna take a step back. You're absolutely right. This this 49ers team is going to take a step back. I mean, they barely made the playoffs a year ago with Garoppolo. With with Lance, he's gonna have to go through the, the growing pains. I don't see a, a Patrick Mahomes in it kind of year where we don't know much and then he comes out and turns out to be an elite quarterback. There's a lot there's a lot upside with Trey Lance, but he's He's got to go through the notion. He's he's a guy that's not a polished guy, and he's gonna have to sink. He's gonna have to swim before he can sink before he swims. And yeah, you're absolutely right about the the Bucks. I mean, they, there's a lot of changes that we don't that we don't remember about. Obviously, Bruce Arians is gone. You know, you have you know you have the I forgot his name, but I know who we, we're talking about. I know, you know, the defensive coordinator who's been here before. He's not a great head coach. He he's proven not to be a very good head coach. And yet Tom Brady is 45 years old here in here in a couple of more days. You know, he we don't know where his mindset is. I mean, yeah, he's still going to be gr- great, but yeah, he's 45 and he doesn't have much left in the tank. So, I mean, of course, there you know, yes, the NFC compared to the AFC, nobody it's you know, in the Rams, you're absolutely right. And Matthew Stafford at times last year still played like he was in Detroit half the time. So you're absolutely right about about this NFC. It it, it is wide open. And in if you and going back to 2017 as we compare it five years ago, we we all remember how this the how this conference went. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone and missed the rest of the season. That obviously opened the door big time for the Eagles to win to win it all. And to win the conference, because at the end you're finding the NFC Championship game a mediocre Minnesota a mediocre Minnesota team with a quarterback that shouldn't even been in the postseason, and and somehow the as you call the loser Kirk Cousins hasn't even come close to being that kind of quarterback for them for the money that they paid him. So yeah, if you really look around the NFC, there's so many flaws you can't really trust anybody. You really can't trust anybody. So, yeah, the Eagles can get off to a quick start, three and one, four and one start. They have a legit chance to be a potentially even the number one seed. You're you're telling me they'll win the division and even play on in the NFC Championship game. They could be in the one seed. They could be the one seed this year. I mean, it's possible. Anything can happen this year. But my re- reality is. There's still a couple of teams that I would put above them at the moment. Not many. Obviously, I would put them ahead of Dallas. I think they will win the NFC East, and I don't think it will be as close as we think it could be with with the talent that they've left because there's so much pressure in Dallas. I mean, Jerry Jones has really been running his mouth every day there almost, and and Mike McCarthy is not a great coach, you know. And then you hear the rumors about Sean Payton coming back. He's going to be a Fox analyst this year. But he wants to return. But this is temporarily. He wants to be a head coach in 2023, and he is linked to the Cowboys. So 
that's right there pressure right there for for Mike McCarthy. He may not even survive the full season if that if 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 he if he feels that pressure. So, yeah, I do agree with you. This NFC is here for the taking, and the Eagles are are prepared probably better than a lot of teams, a lot of contending teams, to eventually take it. You said as we as we get ready for this season, obviously you have a lot of predictions. Your I mean, lots numbers and stuff to put up. So go right ahead to the to that situation here. All right. Well, this is just an over under on some stats and player and team stats. I'm gonna see what you think of give you give us an idea of what we both think about this team. So let's just go right to player stats to start, and let's go with the the big one, Jalen Hurts. Um, I got two numbers here. Um, over under, last year he threw for 3,144 yards. He played 15 games. Um, if you factor in the um, two games that Minshew played, he, um, the total pass that there was 3,583 yards passing. Um, so I'm going to give you, we're expecting him to be better this year, so I'm going to give you an over under for Hertz on 3,750 yards. Hmm. Well, that depends on the chemistry with AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. To be, you know, if there's high, ex- to be, if he throws for twenty five touchdowns, that's respectable for his for his game. But then again, he may have to potentially, if this team is a as a is a Super Bowl threat or at least a threat to win the conference, then he's going to have to throw at least for thirty touchdowns. <sighs> <sighs> 3,500 is my target. You're telling me that that would make me go over. We're talking about over 3,700. I'm going to say just a slight, just slightly under. I'm going to say slightly under because I think they're still going to run the ball very well. And I think that that could still, you know, habit what, what Hertz actually does. So I'm going to go slightly under, just, just a little under. Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I'm going over, man. I think um, this team wants to pass the ball, and I think Hurts is going to take a step forward. Like I said, if based upon his and Minshew's numbers last year, he had to throw for just 200 yards more over the course of the season than he did last year. So 
think I'm going with the over there. Um, next up for Hertz, touchdown passes. You just mentioned 25. I have it here as over under 24 and a half. Um, last year he threw for 16, and with the and Minshew threw for four, so that would that's a total of 20 that they the two quarterbacks threw for. So 24 and a half. I'm going to go over because now you have a legit. You have two legit wide receivers, and. Obviously, AJ Brown's going to make a whole a whole lot of difference. He has, even though it's not he's not To, he has that To kind of vibe that we have a legit receiver here that we haven't had in a long time. I mean, even Alshon Jeffrey, he's better than Alshon Jeffrey was when he came to the Eagles, comparing to once again twenty seventeen. That's when he came. But I really think that yeah, I think that Hertz has a chance to throw for almost thirty touchdowns. I really do. I, I think he's going to have a a great year throwing the book, the football, at least getting in, in, especially in red zone. When it comes to red, I have a very good chance. I have a very good feeling. He's going to lead the league in red zone touchdown passes. I really do. I think that, yes, I'm going over with that. Yeah, I agree. I'm going with the over two, not by a lot, but I do think he'll throw for over 24 and a half. I think I'm going to put him at 26. Okay. So, um, Let's stick with the passing game here, um, and we're going to the receivers here. So last year, Devontae Smith led the team in receiving yards. Um, he, didn't, he didn't quite break 1,000. He had like 954 off the top of my head. And then Dallas Goddard had a nice season um, at, with about 800. So, and A.J. Brown is here. So I'm going Eagles wide receivers with a thousand, over 1,000 yards receiving. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm saying one and a half. Over-under. I'm going to definitely go over with uh, with A.J. Brown. I think he passes 1,000 yards. Will he lead the league in, in yards? Pa- uh, obviously, no. No, absolutely not. But I can see him breaking 1,000 yards. I mean, to me, I think that when you look at, at Devontae Smith, we know he, he's legit. He's legit. But the problem is, being that he was the best receiver by a mile on this team last year, it, it was it, it kind of stunned his growth because he had to be that that elite receiver and do everything because the receiving core was poor a year ago with Rager and obviously you know you know the other guy you know number sixteen you know but at the end of the but obviously this year with AJ Brown that he has finally has competition and and AJ Brown's already proven he's already been a thousand yard receiver in Tennessee so. To when you look at it, they're both going to challenge each other, and that's going to be fun for the for Eagles fans to, to see every week. You know, hopefully, I'll go to a game or two and I get to see it myself, seeing those two try to you know compete against each other. But I'm going to go over with with AJ Brown at least about almost a, even. I'll even say he goes for 1,100 yards. Do you think both of them are going to go for a thousand though? It's possible, very possible. Okay, because that was the question. That's really the thing is two or one and a half receivers. So one and a half receivers with a thousand yards or more. So it's like just AJ Brown, you'd be under. If it was AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, then you'd be well, I, at this point, I would. I'd be. I'm trusting AJ Brown to do so. But hey, you know, Devontae Smith is capable of anything. He, he's 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 legit too. So. But I, but I know A.J. Brown will definitely do it. Okay, 
Singletary. Um, I'm going with the over as well. I think A.J. Brown will have a 1,000. Um, Devontae Smith will have a 1,000 too, I think. Um, really, the, the, the big question is how much are the Eagles going to pass the ball? Because the, obviously with A.J. Brown coming in and Devontae Smith and Quez and um, Dallas Goddard all there, the target's going to be more spread out. But if they pass the ball a lot more, then there's more passing attempts and more targets going to, to go out there. But, um, but if you look at last year, again, Devontae Smith just barely was under 1,000. Dallas Goddard, he, um, if you take out the games that Zach Ertz was there, and if you, and you factor in the two games that he missed, he missed one for an injury one and one week 18 when they just sat all their players. Um, but if you, if you just take out the games that Dallas Goddard played without Zach Ertz there, he was on pace for over 1,000 yards receiving. So, you know, they already last year almost had two 1,000-yard receivers. So I'm going with the over there. Um, I got one more for offensive players here for stats. And uh, last year, Miles Sanders was injured a lot. He played 12 games, ran for 754 yards. He's been a little bit – he hasn't quite lived up to his potential yet, um, but it's a contract year. So over-under Miles Sanders at 999 yards rushing. You think he'll hit 1,000? Booby Miles is one of my favorite players, and – you know he's a legit runner. Like when he when he, when he's on on fire, he's on fire. Um, but the problem is, yeah, his career, you know comparing him to the great runners of the last twenty five years. That's Deuce Staley, Brian Westbrook, and J D McCoy. Like I said, that's a tough that's a tough task because he's done less than they have. Obviously, Brian Westbrook has struggled with injuries, and he would have been a Hall of Famer. Ugh. You're talking about 999 yards. That's a thousand yards, basically. Yeah, exactly. Like if you basically, over, basically, it's a thousand yards, basically on 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 paper. Um, let's see. Booby Miles has struggled struggled with injuries last year, and he has struggled with injuries a lot during his career. And he's entering year number four. You're right; it's a contract year, so it's obvious that he has to prove himself. They have Kenny Gainwell. Now, I I did mention earlier in this program about Kenny Gainwell. And a lot of people think he can be very good too. And the Eagles, obviously, you know, he's they're doing a lot more to put him into the offense. I'm going to be honest with you. I think this year, the running game is still going to be good. But it's going to take a step. It might take a step back. And if they're going to give more carries to Kenny, to Kenny Gainwell, I have a feeling that Booby Miles is not going to get what he thinks he's going to get. I'll be honest with you. I'm going. I'm going to give you a a a a a, a prediction. I'm gonna say. Well, last year he he rushed for 700 yards, but he didn't have a touchdown in any game. I'm gonna say this year he's gonna have a lot more touchdowns. I'm gonna to go under over on touchdowns, under in yards. I don't. I don't think he gets to a thousand. I, I think Kenny Gainwell takes a step forward, and he's gonna get. And he's gonna have a as almost. I would say about maybe. A uh, hundred yards less than Booby, in, in in a way. I think they're gonna. I th- I'm, I'll, I'll sit here and say this: they'll combine for 50, for about sixteen hundred yard rushing yards this year. Almost sixteen hundred rushing yards, but it won't be a thousand for Booby. Won't be. Yeah. Right. Well, the thing with Miles is um, he's he's 
poor in the passing game. He can't catch. Um, and that's going to hurt him because Gainwell can. He's, he's great in the passing game. And Boston Scott, don't forget about him, man. He's, he's pretty good himself. Ja- the giant killer. The gi- Brooks, they signed him as an undrafted free agent. He's probably going to play more of the short yardage, like goal line type of role. But, um, so, I, I mean, I think this is a team that wants to – doesn't want to have a one running back. They want to spread those carries out. And like I said, they're also going to pass the ball a lot more this year. So I'm going with the under myself as well. I think he's going to lead the team in rushing, but I'm going to project him with 900 yards rushing. He's not going to hit 1,000. Okay, I got two more player stats, sort of. Um, Darius Slay, big play Slay. He had three interceptions last year. This defensive line and linebacker crew were improved, so could uh Possibly have these quarterbacks throwing some more bad passes. So I'm putting Darius Slay three and a half interceptions this year. Oh, over definitely under. over. Oh, definitely over. I think he and James Bradbury are going to, they're going to be what Lito Shepard and uh, what's his name used to be? Sheldon Brown. Sheldon Brown. They're going to be a dangerous trio. I think they could, I think, I'm, I'm, I'll sit here and say this. They could, they're going to combine for 10 picks. I think they're going to combine for 10 picks. And Slay, you know, Slay, last year Steven Nelson was, was such a help for him that it made his job a lot easier. Because his first year, year he, he, he only had one interception and he struggled because it, the, 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 passing, you know, the passing defense was horrendous when you take him away. This, last year he had Steven Nelson, but now you have an even better corner to back, backing him in, in, Bad, in Bradbury. And Bradbury wants to be here for what I've been told. I'm going to say over. I say six. Because I think Bradbury's going to have a couple. He's going to go over that number two. I think he has. I think Slay has six and Bradbury has four. Yeah, I agree with the over two. I'm, I'm putting him at five. And uh, yeah, I think I think uh, the, the, the secondary is going to be really good. Um, one more. This one's actually a team and player type of stat here. So, last year, Josh Sweat led the team with seven and a half sacks. Um, really? He led the league in sacks? He led the Eagles in sacks last year? Yeah. yeah. Wow. wow. He, he actually made the Pro Bowl. He was in the Pro Bowl as an alternate. He actually played in the Pro Bowl. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. and that, But, but you know, they got this year they have um, Brandon Graham coming back from injuries. They brought in Hassan Reddick, and they drafted Jordan Davis. So, um, I'm going to say put the over-under for the team, the sack leader on the team at 10, and tell me who it's actually going to be. Hmm. Well, like I said, having Brandon Graham back is a big, big deal. I mean, we don't – I mean, I, it, it, even though the defense wasn't terrible last year without him, it, it's shocking that, the sack, that we only had 29 sacks, and that was second worst in football, which – it's shocking because twenty nine sacks is not horrendously bad, but for for but for our standards, it is not good. And obviously, Brandon is back, and he's going to be motivated this year to play. Like I said, this 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 defensive line is going to be unbelievable this year. That's why the that's why they're going to be a legit def, They're going to be legit a chance to be number one overall. But Hassan Reddick, like. You know, you think about AJ Brown being that that signing. He's like the signing here because here's a guy who actually grew up an Eagles fan, grew up here, 
went to school in Temple. You're alma mater. You know, he to me, he's going to be so motivated to play here. I mean, he he knows the Corey Clement story. He knows the Corey Clement story. He got the he got to play for his home team and was able to win a championship. And that's like the ultimate dream of a of a football player to play for their home team, their favorite team, and win a championship. And he's legitimately, and he and he just a, a and he's legitimate. You know, he's legitimate. So, you know, I, you know he he's legitimate. So, I'm gonna say Hassan Hassan Reddick is gonna be the guy that leads in sacks. I'm gonna say nine and a half. And yeah, I think the Eagles they're gonna have more sacks this year. About I'm gonna say the uh, forty two. Okay, okay. Um so you're projecting the under with Hassan Reddick leading the team. I'm actually I'm projecting the over with also with Hassan Reddick leading the team. Um he's had double digit sacks each of the last two years. I think he's gonna do it again, especially with all this other talent around him. He can't you can't double team him. You know, you got too many other players, so I think he's going to have a really good year. I'm going with Hassan Reddick with the over, and I'm going to put him at uh, 12 sacks. Yeah. And since you already, since you said it, um, you projected what, 42? Yeah, 42. Okay, so I had here for team stats here, um, they, they had 29 last year, like you said. I had the over under at 39 and a half, so you're projecting the over, and I'm also projecting the over. And I think it's going to be more. I think it's going to be 46 sacks. 18. Okay. Um, so we're on the team. We have a few team stats here. Um, I did just do the sacks. Um, scoring defense. So over points allowed for the defense. Um, last year they placed 17th in the NFL. I got the over under at 10th. At what? 10th. 10th in the NFL in points allowed. I'm going to say even. I'm going to say even. I mean... Yeah, there's gonna like I said. The, I mean, they play a very easy schedule. They play what the third easiest schedule in the NFL, and they're gonna play a lot of ter- a lot of teams, a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of rookie quarterbacks. I mean, or quarterbacks that don't have a lot of experience and not very good. So they're gonna have a lot of good games against a lot of uh, mid pack to lower pack talent. So. There's a chance they can actually be ahead of that, but I'm a, I'm agree with you. I, I think they'll be about ninth or tenth in the in the league in scoring defense. Okay, yeah, I'm going with the over. I'm projecting top seven, possibly top five. So I'm, I think they're going to place higher than tenth. Um, since we just did scoring defense, scoring offense, points scored last year they placed twelfth. I also have the over under here at tenth. <sighs> Uh, um, I mean, like I said, I mean, there's a lot. They have the potential to be much better than a year ago scoring. They had a lot. They they were much better, obviously, than in 2020. In 2020, they didn't even have one game above 30 points. And then last year, they had three games over 40. Um, Or did they have two? I think they have two. Maybe they had three games over 40. I can't remember. But, I mean, it's going to be tough. I mean... Like I said, I mean this 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 team is capable, and you obviously know that if you can, if you can get if you can get AJ Brown to me, I think they're going to be the best red zone offense in the NFL. I really believe the Eagles will be the best red zone offense in the NFL. I think that's why you brought in AJ Brown. That's why you have Devontae Smith. 
they can spread out the field on both sides and you can get them in, you know, they can get in. And you know, you know, you already know Devontae Smith with his foot, with his foot dancing, he can, he can legitimately get into the end zone easily. So I'm going to say slightly over, maybe about eighth, seventh, eighth in the league in scoring offense, I think. They're they're going to be up there, but I think there's still a lot of, still a lot of better offenses from where I'm sitting that can do more. But as far as the NFC, I mean, I think the Rams, you know, maybe Tampa Bay is the only two teams I think that will be better in the NFC than the Eagles. But yeah, I put them, I put it slightly over. Yeah, this one's, I think this one's going to be close. I think they're going to be right around 10th. Um, but they finished 12th last year. And like I said, you know, bringing in A.J. Brown, the growth of, the expected growth of Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith in year two, he should be even better. The expectation is that this should be better, this offense should be better than last year. And if it plays 12th last year, it should be top 10 this year. Um, so I'm going to pick the over, but just slightly. I'm going to say, like like you said, 8th or ninth. I agree. Um all right, I got three more quick ones here for you. Um, pass attempts, because we're expecting to throw the ball more this year. Last year we threw 494 times. It was the second fewest pass attempts in the NFL. You're going to say over under at 525 this year. 525. Mm. It's basically, um, let's just round up and say two more pass attempts per game. Uh, right now... I, 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 I'm gonna say even, probably. I'm gonna say even, probably, just because, you know, the way the way the offense goes. I mean, if they want to run it more, they'll they'll keep it. It, it they might want to keep the balance the same as a year ago, but that's going to be poss- impossible if 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 you know AJ Brown has one of those big games he goes off on. So I say about the same, maybe a little more. I'd say maybe five thirty ish, probably. Yeah, it's going to be close. I think it's going to be right around there. Um, I just put it in my calculator here while you're talking. It's um, thirty-one, basically thirty-one pass attempts per game over a seventeen-game season. Well, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. If as long as as he doesn't throw the ball forty more than forty-six times, he should be all right. But I think I think his I think his his attempts should be about a, average a game about thirty three or thirty four, but but then again in games that if they have to come from behind he's going to have to throw it more so forty six would be the the limit in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I um I think it's going to be slightly over too. Um, you look at what they did the first half of last year when they were just throwing the ball like every play. I think that's more the offense that they want, and with uh, these receivers in here, they're going to at least in the first half of the year come out and try to be more of a pass-heavy offense to start the season. And if uh, Jalen Hurts can handle it, that's what they want to do. But right. we um, have less than five minutes left. Okay, I just got two more here, real quick. These are the these are more bigger stats, anyway. So um, last year, they had the Eagles had two players that were selected to the Pro Bowl. They had some alternates that got in, but they had two players that were selected. It was Slay and Kelsey. I'm putting uh, over under four and a half Pro Bowlers this year. I'm going to say over. I think six get in. Kelsey, 
brown sleigh um Redick maybe Graham maybe Graham if he stays healthy and um and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a special teamer maybe maybe again maybe again uh Jake Elliott Jake Elliott could make it too, right? yeah, but um, I'm going with the over as well. I mean, just then on the offensive line, Kelsey and if, the, if unless they get injured, Kelsey and Lane Johnson are pretty much locks just based on the name. Um, so that's two right there. Then you got Mylotta and Dickerson. There's a good chance one of them makes it. Um, so that, that would take you up to three. Then Slade is probably going to make it. That's four. And then with the rest of the players on this team, somebody else will make it, whether it's A.J. Brown or Jalen Hurts or, you know, Dallas Goddard, somebody. Somebody else will make it in there. And this, So I'm going with the over as well. Um, one last one. We won nine games last year. And I know we kind of did a schedule preview and predicted the schedule, but over under 10.5 wins this year. Oh, over. Definitely. Definitely. I, I think they can at least win 12. I, I'm thinking that they're going to win 12. Um, you know, it could be crit- critical mid midseason if things get a little out of control, but their schedule is so easy. It's easier than last year. And if you're telling me, to me, to me, the first critical game would be, well, obviously they play the Vikings on Monday night, but I think they can beat the Vikings on Monday night. If they can beat Washington, remember, and, and this is something we've talked about this, and you have to agree. The Eagles' last five playoff appearances, they swept Washington. So it's very critical. Week three is probably the first critical game of the year. If they can beat Carson Wentz in Washington, then we're going to have a good season. We're going to have a very good season. But Washington's kind of the key for the for their postseason success, for them making the postseason over the last decade. It's always been that way. So for some reason, just for some weird reason, if you beat Washington, you're in the playoffs. It's been that way. Nobody talks about it, but I always know. But I always know. But 12 wins, I think they're going to win 12. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would have put this at 11, but I didn't want to hear any BS about pushes. So I put it at 10 and a half. I'm going with the over, too. I'm predicting about 12 as well. Um, I think they're going to have a big year, so. Yeah, over for me. But that, but that first that that matchup with Carson Wentz that first time that's going to be interesting. That's going to be very interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be a, it'll be a fun game to look forward to, and um, especially if uh, the first two games of the year Wentz comes out and plays like garbage, and you go you going into the Seagulls game, and we're like just expecting this defensive line to feast on him. Yeah. But that, but that's all we have for this episode. Like I said, we'll send it out. Obviously, this is a, you know, we will return for real on August 26th with our NFL preview. We're doing two shows, one for the NFC and one for the AFC, and Kwame will join us, and Matt will be on us live. We'll be on live. We'll tell you the place down the road. But we'll we'll have, look forward to it. You'll enjoy the preseason. The Hall of Fame is coming up this weekend. So enjoy that, and obviously enjoy the preseason, and we will see you for real in less than a month. So enjoy the rest of your summer. Yeah, man.